Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I know, y'all wasn't expecting that, right? Well, I'm in a good mood. You know, the last few weeks have been all over the place. I've been tired. I had an externship this summer, so my summer was zapped away. But at the end of the summer, I found me a nice, lovely lady. Oh, yeah. So... I've ended the summer on a high note, and I'm back to work as well. So there's a lot going on, but I am happy, and I am at peace with my inner self and the world. I'm not alone today. I have the world's greatest intern, the first intern who will always be remembered, whose legacy is cemented with the show, Miss Erica Brooks. Hey, Erica, what's going on with you? Nothing much, nothing much. Hope everybody's doing all right, too. You bike at school, ain't it? Yes, unfortunately. What you mean? The end of my summer. <laughs> <laughs> but you got what? One semester left? Yeah, of course. But you know how that goes. Sixteen weeks of just professors. Ugh. It's the fall semester though, so no school November. November and December don't even count. Yeah, dude. They trying to they try and make us work now. They try and say, oh well. Technically, since things are opening up, let's let's go back on campus. And now <laughs> teachers emailing left and right this entire month, being like, "Oh my gosh, can't we just see y'all two weeks until the semester starts? One week till the semester starts? <laughs> two days till the semester?" I'm like, "Girl, leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> can't even enjoy my last day in peace. All right, wait till you become an uh, well, shoot, you already an adult. Wait till you got here in these these uh these streets of bills and. And uh, where you at versus I'm waiting to see you. <laughs> I need you to no, do this work you. that your Slack co-worker isn't doing. <laughs> Please. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, shout out to you all, all of our listeners, our subscribers, FME underscore podcast on Instagram, From My Experience Podcast on Facebook. Thank you all for the continued support. Don't forget you can also support us by shopping with our affiliates, Acre Gold, Garner's Garden, and jot forms that link is in the description now ladies and gentlemen we have a special guest in the building now she has been on the show before she is always a pleasure to have on the show friend of the show she's family she helps keep my best friend on track and keep his head straight and focused he didn't want me to say all that, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I know that that's the role that she plays, because he loves her to death. But I am very proud of her. She is an author who hooked me up with a very special birthday gift um, for my lovely lady. <laughs> that got me some cool points, let me tell you. <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have... <laughs> we have a license professional counselor specializing in sex, Miss Jessica Van. I love that applause. I want to like take it with me everywhere I go. Like I, I need that. <laughs> Just enter a room and play the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Just clap every time you walk into a room. <laughs> every time I walk into a room. Some some things you said in the beginning, like first of all, you're big time Garner's Garden. I love them. Oh, where? Yeah, I love Garner's Garden stuff. <laughs> yes, 
And you're absolutely right about your homeboy. I do. I keep him grounded. Okay. <laughs> That's what I do. Should be getting paid for that too, but you know. Ooh. <laughs> He's going to hear this. And other forms of currency. He, he knows his wife. He knows I can't <laughs> let that go. Like, I have to say it. So I'm so happy to be back. This, this feels like home. It really does. So thank you for having me. No problem. Um, I was messing with uh, Jessica before we started recording, y'all, because I'm very proud of her for uh, putting herself out there. You want to see somebody on video consistently <laughs> <coughs> talking about all the things she's passionate about and sharing information. She is the one. Where do they need to be following you? Let's start with that. Absolutely. So follow me on Instagram at Envision Counseling. It's I N Vision Counseling. Um, on the TikToks at Controversy. So initially, when I started TikTok, I wasn't going to do therapy stuff on there, but I can't help it. It's in my blood. So it's Controversy. It's C O N T R H O Versy. Y'all work it out. Y'all are fine. Um, <laughs> oh, you put I the. I see it. what you did there. You see what I did? <laughs> a little difficult, but shout out to Sigma Gamma Rose, already incorporated. Um, but yeah, so follow me on all the things, and I have to say thank you to Rob for even acknowledging that because I hate social media, and it's been really hard for me to to be on social media the way I am and be vulnerable. Um, so thank you because that makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. And hopefully you're not just saying that because you know me. We'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing it because like I need to do more of that. Like I had like a good run of like two or three months where I was showing my face and doing stuff. And then I got busy and I stopped and I got lazy and just started posting. Mm -hmm. So I need to actually get back to putting my face out there and letting people see my face. Especially now that I'm in a relationship. Because when you're in a relationship, everybody pays you attention. Like, oh, my God, I changed my relationship status today. Today being August 23rd, y'all. Uh, almost 100 people have already liked and commented and blah, blah, blah. Post a new podcast I episode, three been, likes. <laughs> I may have been one of those people, but I'm really happy for you because, you know, I love relationships. I mean, it's, it's what pays me. And... um yeah, so, like, you guys should come to my group because it's never too early, you know? Your group? Let's talk about your group. I was going to ask you, you know, this is this is a, a fresh relationship, a fresh start. Um, I've spoken about my last relationships. Well, my past relationships I've mm -hmm. talked about throughout the history of this podcast. But my last relationship, I kind of broke that down on a past episode. Um, and now I've healed and I've moved on, and I'm with someone new um, over a year later, um, and it feels fantabulous. It, it's, it's always fantastic in those beginning stages, and my group is actually called Rebuild Intimacy, and it's an eight-week um, group for couples that starts September 13th. Now, when you look at it, it goes to November 8th. So that's not eight weeks. That's nine weeks. But the reason is because I do an action break in the middle. So you have your first four weeks. That middle week is intended for couples to do the things they learned in the first four weeks because that's foundational. Okay. It's almost like, you know, Erica, you're saying you're in school. So it's like the 16 weeks you start off with that foundation. And then in the latter four weeks, we get into 
to like different types of intimacy and building those types of intimacy. When we say intimacy, people think sex right off the bat. Yes. Oh. I was one of those people for a really long time, right? Because that's the fun part. Let's skip all the steps, get to the fun part. Um, But even though it's called rebuild intimacy, it's not just for couples who have lost the spark. It's not just for couples who have put time in. It's for couples who are dedicated to learning about their partner. Mm. Um, Those foundational weeks, we're going to be taking some broad terms and narrowing them down. So let me ask you this, Rob. This is going to be like a mutual interview here. Excuse Erica, me? I'm going to get your business too, girl. So That's right, Erica. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, hey, hey, hey? <laughs> I'm a math con major, and then I went and got my master's in therapy, so I be in people's business hard. I know how to ask a good question, okay? But to both of y'all, when you got into a relationship or in the past or in now, Rob, did you ask your partner, what is your definition of love and what does it mean for you in this relationship? Um, no, I did not ask that question, but we did talk about our love languages. Okay. Okay. Erica, how about you? Ever asked that question? No, but I definitely <laughs> spoke about love languages. And made it clear that I was like, love me in mine. I love you in yours. I'm, I'm going to blow y'all's minds. And I may have said it on here before, so maybe not. I hate love languages. They are trash, okay? Um, the, the author of the love language writes from, he's a pastor. And so he writes from kind of a religious uh, perspective. As far as relationships are concerned, Erica, you said something really important. Love me in mine and I love you in yours. We can't make demands of our partner of how they love us. We just have to decide if the way they love us is the way we want to be loved, right? So for me, I'm all about words of affirmation. Please, wonderful I am. Tell me how good I look today. My husband is acts of service. So today, that man like nothing else. Why? Because I made dinner without him asking. I cleaned up without him asking. And I took care of the things that he would want to have done, right? But the fact of the matter is, I had to love him in his love language, but he also has to be communicative with me about that. You know what I mean? Like, he has to accept the way I do it. Because sometimes the way I do it is, oh, my God, thank you so much for cooking dinner. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to cook dinner. I know you cook dinner three times in a row, but thank you for doing that, (laughs) you know? So a lot of times I'm going to love him in my love language and he's going to love me in his. So that's what I, I, anyway, it's confusing. It's a whole thing, but I don't, I don't really deal with that. Now, second question, did y'all ask, what does monogamy mean to you and how does it show up in this relationship? Cause y'all, I assume y'all are monogamous. Yes, we're monogamous. I didn't phrase it like that, but I definitely asked her, like, what her expectations of me are as being her man and, like, you know, things that she would want out of the relationship. Um, We both, quote-unquote, cleaned house before we made it official, (laughs) so anybody we were talking to, flirting with otherwise, basically got the ax, like, yo, you know, I'm taking this person serious. 
you got to go. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. don't be calling me, texting me, and no crazy shit. You're probably going to see a relationship status pop up soon. Don't be commenting no crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you a heads up. Like, this is it. So um, that's the, the conversation we had. Yeah. So these things, a lot of times, monogamous couples, I'm an advocate for poly couples, even though I'm not in a poly relationship. That's a whole nother podcast. But monogamous couples aren't having these conversations. And so <laughs> the first four weeks are going to take terms like love, romance, desire, and passion and really break it down to see, have these couples even talked about these things? Because mm-hmm. if your partner thinks love means love me the way I want you to love me and do the things I tell you to do, but you think love means that we can sit down and have conversations and things are negotiable, y'all already, y'all might be in the same book, but y'all definitely not on the same page. Mm. Very true. So the goal here is to get couples on the same page and then dive into what intimacy looks like for them. Ah, that's very interesting. Um, you know what else is funny? Um, <laughs> you mentioned people. I just sent her something. Uh, I'm going to read it. Um, I just sent her something about conversation. Jeez. Somebody posted on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, someone posted us on Facebook, which is funny. Um, it says, before you get married, discuss bills, parenting styles, credit, debit, um, not credit, not debit, debt, religion, how mm-hmm. to deal with family, what beliefs will be instilled in your children, childhood traumas, sexual expectations, partner expectations, financial expectations, family health history, mental health history, bucket list, dream home, careers and education, political views, and whatever else comes to mind. Love alone is not enough. I sent mm-hmm. that to her and I was like, what haven't we covered? And she only named like three things. Because mm-hmm. literally, <laughs> this was quick. We started talking at the end of June, and we made it official August 10th. But the conversations, like, I'm older now. I'll be 37 in December. So, like, the way I talk to and approach women now is way different. Let's not bullshit each other for six months. <laughs> like, right. if I feel right. the vibes with you, and you feel the vibes with me, all right, let's cut through the bullshit. What you got going on with your life for real? Yeah. This is what I got going on in my life for real. Okay. Oh, all right. You can work with that. Cool. I can work with that. All right. Let's have some more conversations. So it's real conversation. It's not what you saw, what you thought about the movie on Netflix. It's like, yo, like, how are you investing in your future? Or if, you know, if I wanted to teach abroad in Japan for a year, would you come with me? Like shit like that, like real shit that might actually happen. Cause I'm like, yo, we got options. And what would it require? Yeah, and what would be required for you to come along with me, right? Yeah. Like, these are things that are important because I can tell you all about a whirlwind relationship. I re-met my husband in November. We had our first date in December. I was pregnant in January. <laughs> like, we were married two years after that. Like, we really, like, expedited the whole process. And, and all those things on the list that you mentioned will come up again and again and again Mm -hmm. in your relationship and your views will change the topics the four topics that i chose i felt like were foundational because no matter how much we say no bullshit we need to talk about bills we need to talk about household expectations roles this and other 
everybody wants to be loved. Yes. Everybody wants to be desired. Yes. You want romance in your life and you want passion. And when we get into passion, we talk about not just the passion you share between one another, but your individual passions. Because when we get into intimacy, we talk about um, barriers to intimacy. We're going to talk about um, types of intimacy. And sometimes one type of intimacy is sharing. Hmm. And that means sharing my hobbies with my partner. I I do jewelry making. And I'm you are a mess. I, I do. I'll go ahead. I'm going to share after you share. Go ahead. And I do crystals and things like that. My husband could not care less about crystals. You know, if I bring another crystal in this house, I might get in trouble. <laughs> However, he'll ask me, well, what's this one supposed to do? What, what is this for? Oh, okay, that's really nice. He went and got me a crescent moon um, crystal display cabinet, custom made with the phases of the moon on it. Most important, one of the most important gifts I've ever gotten from him. Mm. The other is a shadow box. I don't know which way to lean, but it is a shadow box in the back with my dad's pictures in it and his DSM. You know, my dad's deceased. Mm -hmm. So for my husband, that means I have to listen to him talk about photography. <laughs> I have to listen to him t tell me about these cameras and say words that I have no idea what they mean. But he's sharing himself and he's sharing his passion with me. The passion is not always about the rip my clothes off in the in the door before we get in the house. You know, the passion is sometimes about what do I like? What does my partner like? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, you so I'm a thousand percent with you. I every girlfriend that I've ever had, probably mine is my first one because we were so young and we mm -hmm. ended up in different states. But you basically become this. I need to find a better way to say this. Like you become like a lifelong project for me. I want to know everything. I want to know what you like, what makes you tick, and stuff like that because it helps me help you. Like it helps me to yeah. give you meaningful gifts or things that will matter or help you get to the next step. And the reason I teared up a little bit is because oh. So my girl just texted me today. She said, "Oh, I meant to ask you what animes do you watch? Because I like anime." And so I named a bunch of them. And then she was like, well, I recognize this and I recognize this name. So I got a lot of work to do. And I was like, so you going to sit and watch anime with me? She said, I can give you at least a half a day of that. Not only that, you want somebody that's going to cosplay with you. You want somebody, because I'm, I'm not even joking, y'all. I don't like anime. I don't play video games. But it's a dream of mine to go to like a Comic-Con or something mm -hmm. and dress up as something. I don't even know what it's going to be at this point, right? And when I said that to my husband, who has never seen me watch or participate in any of these <laughs> things, he was like, that's what's up. I'll do that. Like, we should do that. You, you, so you hit the nail on the head. Intellectual curiosity is what I call it, right? <sighs> we have to remain intellectually curious about our partner. And we have to pick up on the little keynotes. Like, I'm, I like to think I'm a super thoughtful person. So I could probably give my husband a thoughtful gift every other day. But for him, I know that I will probably get a thoughtful gift once or twice a year. And that actually took some like, what? Once or twice a year? <laughs> like, get, sir, are you not, do you know me? Are you not paying <laughs> any attention? But then I start to watch 
the stuff that he was really listening to. One of the first things I said to him is, I need socks for life, right? Because I lose socks. And I was starting to steal his socks. Three or four Christmases later, <laughs> right? He buys me socks, like regular athletic socks, toe socks, all, all kinds of like, just socks. And I was laughing hysterically. His mom was like, why the hell did you buy her socks? Like, what is wrong with you? And the car said, here's socks for life. <laughs> the, then he made a coloring book with all the milestones in our relationship. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, you want someone who's going to listen and remain intellectually curious. Ask the same questions you did on the first date. Some of those bullshit questions. Is your favorite color still blue? Yeah. Actually, I'm going through a coral stage right now. So, like, just be interested in your partner. And and that is what this is about. And it, And I say it's never too late and it's never too early to build this foundation for your relationship. Erica, you've been quiet. You ain't answering none of these hard-ass questions. You got me over here spilling my guts. I, I'm over here just taking it all in. I'm writing this stuff down, you know? I ain't see you writing. No- Hold your I, notebook I, I, up. I, I, hey, man, listen. It's right here. And, and it's blurred out, so I can't. I think you just, you said a key thing. I still spring chicken, so I got I to gotta keep this stuff there so I can remember so what you're trying to say is we not. No. Wow. She calls me old at least three times a month without calling me but old. You, but you know what, though? This actually brings up a really good point. And nobody asked me, but I'm going to say, Erica, you asked it, right? <laughs> Communication. When we say something like that to our partner, I, I could get offended, right? I could say, so what you trying to say? So I'm old? Or I could say, so when you say spring chicken, tell me what you meant by that. You know what I mean? She was referring to her, not to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing. We build on the foundation of communication in this group. I still feel like you called me old. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Communication. I tried to help you, Eric. I tried. I know. He, he just got it Com- out against Communication me. definitely is key. We're, um, I don't want to say going through a phase, but like I'm, I'm going through a phase to where I'm watching more of what I say because I'm seeing more of her reactions to some of the things that I'm doing. I'm trying not to agitate her Um, because I joke a lot. And sometimes I can be too much. Um, And (laughs) she noticed. She was like, you know, you used to like just say everything and tell me everything. She was like, now you kind of like start to say something and then you won't say it. She was like, usually you come out and say it, but you won't say it. And I said, well... I've been picking up on some of your reactions, and I know that there's been a couple of times I've aggravated you, so I recognize what I was doing. So rather than being obnoxious, because I'm not trying to be obnoxious, I'm like, I can curtail some of the things I said. I said, you still going to get these jokes, though, because you got jokes. <laughs> you still going to get these jokes. But I know I'm, kind, I'm learning where the line is, so it's not that I'm keeping anything from you. It's just that I'm trying to prevent being... An asshole, cause like she's already, yeah. <laughs> she's already called yeah. me a butthead a couple times, and I, it's it's endearing, but at the same time, I was like, ooh, that was a good joke, but out a little bit. So I'm like, all right. I think, I think for me, I say a lot of controversial things, and so this is the one thing I 
that really scares me about social media is because I'm going to say something and somebody's going to read me for filth. And I'm sensitive about my shit. So, um, you said sometimes I could be extra. And the one thing I'm learning as a not-so-spring chicken is that if, if, if I'm extra, go find less. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, go find less. Because I need to be me. Because I, I spend a lot of time not being me. And so... My husband and I are almost seven years in, and we're still navigating that space, really. Because um, he <laughs> a lot, too. <laughs> a lot, too. But it's, it's like, I know he doesn't mean any harm, and I think your partner will learn that, too. So y'all are in a really good spot where you're, you're noticing you have that intellectual curiosity to say, hmm, I saw that eyebrow go up. I don't think she liked that. Um yeah. yeah. Let me stop. Let me take yeah. a pause right here. So that's really good. That's really good. She did something else that normally I do, and I haven't had to do it often. Um, and it really impressed me, especially. I'm sorry, this is sexist, especially coming from a woman. Um, man, you know what? Maybe maybe it does more so come from woman. I don't know. Um, but we had not a, not even a fight. I kind of annoyed her one night over something and she was kind of annoyed still the next day so we talked about it and i was leaving town i had to come back home and she was like well i don't want us to be apart and like there's there's a thing between us i don't want us to leave on a bad note i was like oh my god yes come cuddle with me let's talk it out so we cuddled and we talked it out and we laughed and she wanted to agree to disagree, and I didn't, and it, we got over it. It was fine. It wasn't anything big or major. Nobody yelled, screamed, or fought. I mean, nobody was, quote-unquote, mad. It was just one of those things where there's, like, yeah. a disconnect. Because one thing she said to me that I, I'm keeping in mind that I know is kind of going to be a thing is when she, it bothers her when she doesn't understand something. So I'm like, ooh, like I'm good at explaining, but sometimes I just do random shit. Sometimes there's just no, there is no understanding. Like maybe I just wanted a buffalo chicken wing at two o'clock in the morning. I went and bought two and I ate both and I left you the wingtips. I don't know. Like right. it might happen. There's not always going to be understanding there. But um, yeah, that's what we call acceptance. That, right. That is the, it is what it is, right? Like I can just accept that. I may not understand this thing, and it happened. It's weird. Let's move forward, you know? That's how I am. I just love the fact that she communicates. Like, her level of communication is what I need. Because I tell every, mm -hmm. no, no woman ever believes me. I'm like, yo, I suck at reading between the lines. Like, you have to tell me. There's obvious things I can pick up on, like attitude and yada, yada, yada. But it's like... There's really something like say something to me because sometimes we do things and don't realize we're doing them like our tone. Like you might take mm -hmm. my tone the wrong way and I might not be meaning anything by it. But if you don't say anything, I don't know that you're probably offended. And then I'm going about everything like it's cool, but you still upset. And I don't even know why you're upset, but you expect me to know why you're upset when you can just come out and say, hey, I'm upset. The way you said that made me feel like this. Babe, I'm sorry. I didn't mm -hmm. mean for it to come out like that. This is what I meant. Uh, if my tone was off, I apologize, but I didn't mean it like that. Solved. Mm -hmm. Instead of being mad and, and, and taking all the covers and rolling up like a burrito, now I don't get none tonight. Or whatever. Or no cuddles, <laughs> no kisses. Like, it's little stuff like that. So, um, it's really great. Yeah. 
So this course, what made what where did this idea idea come from? That's a great question. So it came from a coloring book. It came from my coloring book, ah! the Love and Lust coloring book. <laughs> so um, Rob has been a great supporter. Thank you. <laughs> Your background is covering background covering it. This, we ain't even recording the video, <laughs> but go ahead. Um, but yeah, so I created this adult adult coloring book. It has some of like the traditional mandalas you find in a adult coloring book for you know stress relief and anxiety relief but then there's also some like risque pictures we basically follow a couple through the stages of intimacy all the way to the afterglow of the big o right and i was like there's more to this i actually wanted to make the coloring book a workbook and my husband who's more business-minded than me was like just make the damn coloring book because otherwise you ain't gonna do nothing i was like you're right so <laughs> i made the coloring book and this kind of grew from that because I was like there's something else to this there's some conversation couples should be having um and maybe they need need it to be guided a little bit so this is where the group came from and and the fact that even in my own relationship I'm cycling through a lot of these things um I'm on this movement to show that therapists are human beings too. So I, I also want to say that if you see a couple's therapist, if you see an individual therapist, that doesn't mean we have our lives together. That <laughs> just means we have a certain skill set where we can hold space for other people and we can untangle those things for other people. So I just thought this would be a group of imperfect with an imperfect therapist navigating that space. Hmm. Interesting. Erica, it's your turn. <laughs> three, I had three questions. Yeah, all right. Challenge you, yo. And it, they were nothing to do with that. <laughs> See, but, when you do an internship, you, they just telling you to do I stuff. Know. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five minutes before we hit record, I was like, what? But I just wanted to know, like, what drew you to this line of work? I know that you said that it was about just trying to tell people and help them and everything, but what really drew you to this? Man, I honestly, I love this question because it's nothing sexy. It's nothing like what anybody thinks it's going to be like. <laughs> Basically, it was my own trauma and it was my own experiences kind of navigating. Um, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and I can finally, I'm finally in a place where I can say that proudly. Like, I made it through that shit. And that shit was hard. <laughs> like, it's still hard sometimes. Um, so after that, I basically went to college and wowed out. You know, that's what <laughs> college is for. Um, <laughs> after, once I got to a place where I was, like, ready to settle down, I was like, man, I don't enjoy those times. Like, sex should be enjoyable. And I was using it to, like, be a band-aid and I'm like I wonder how many other girls are using sex to be a band-aid and I found out there's so many there's so many of us because we're not having conversations about sex and sexuality growing up and so I was like you know what I want to tell these women that we can have pleasurable sex because it's almost like once you realize like damn I was doing some really messed up shit to try to make myself feel better it's almost like you can't even separate the two but you can heal from that and I, I am so fortunate to have the husband that I have because he got it 
right? Like, I used to be uh, very direct. Hey, this happened to me, that happened to me, and this is what I did. Take it or leave it. And most guys was like, I'm out. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for putting that up there. And my husband was like, cool. So what are we going to do about that? Like, how are we going to fix that? Mm-hmm. Like, TMI, but honestly, the first man I've ever made you, because I couldn't even look him in the eyes. I, once that happened, it was like, oh, there's a, a place of healing. Like, this can be good for everybody, not just for me. And so I felt the need to share it. Oh, you for Promote shame-free sex. Oh. You for Okay. My back. You're back. Okay. <laughs> I said, um, I promote shame-free sex because guess what? If you're still in a, p- a place where you want to wild out, that's your business. Yeah. As long as you are a healed, healthy, whole individual, do what feels good to you, boo, because it's not a judgment on you. But you have to do it from a place that I want to do it, not I'm doing it because this thing is driving me. So that's how I got here. <laughs> I, I like that response. Yeah, I was waiting on you with the follow-up question. Uh huh. Oh, okay. It's called <laughs> pressure right now. I know. I'm glad it's not being recorded video. <laughs> I'll I'll bail you I'll bail you out real quick. Yep. So how long you've how how long have you been doing this now? How many years? Oh my gosh. Unofficially. Unofficially officially. Yeah. Unofficially I would say damn since Oh, five. Um, that was a good year. And it, it's funny because it was a good year. It really, it's actually the first time I met my husband. But anyway, um, so um, I'm a mass comm. I was a mass comm major in school. And everybody was like, dude, why don't you go into psychology? Like, you give really good advice and you say some really, like, poignant shit, especially for how fucked up my life was at the time. Um but that's where I really started doing it. And then I got into like social services. And finally, um, when my husband and I reconnected, he asked me, what do you want out of life? And I was like, oh, I want to be a wife and a mother. Why? Because I thought not wilding out meant not doing anything. I thought that meant kill, killing who I was. Mm. Um, and so I just want to be a wife and a mother. And I just want to stay home and take care of the house. I am not that person. I don't know how the fuck that was going to work. Um, so he was like, no, you have to have something for yourself. And I started researching school and I got back into school for therapy in 2014. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's honestly been the most fulfilling thing I've done. I started my private practice um, just in enough time for COVID to shut me down for two weeks. But but God, um, I definitely was able to keep it going. And I have a thriving practice and it's nothing I ever myself doing so another thing is if y'all are out there looking for a relationship find you somebody who's trying to push you find you somebody who's trying to figure out yes how do we grow together um because i think that's been the biggest blessing about my relationship oh let me get let me thank you thank you 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 just hit the nail on the head that has been one of my struggles in relationships i've always been the super duper supporter 
and mm. it was not even reciprocated. I just didn't get not even one fourth of the energy back. It was so different. Um, and I used to go hoard, you know what I'm saying? Like I used to go hoard on these business ventures, but usually they'd be upset because of the time away. But it's like, I'm trying to set us up to get here. And this is the only way I can get it. And I understood the journey more so because I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm in the education field. The salary yeah. cap is low. Like, low. Like, ask the average teacher. I bet you they probably have two jobs. It's low. And yeah. it's like, nobody wants to go to work all day, get off, and then go to work all night. It's like, man, there's a better way to do this. Um, so be patient with us, uh, edumacators. Uh, but, yeah, that support definitely feels great when you have someone to champion you. Also, this is a very special skill that more people need to learn. Sometimes people just need you to listen. They don't want your opinion. Mm. They don't want your advice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just need you to listen. And I I told my girlfriend, I said, I know how to just listen and shut the hell up. And I said, whenever I want to give you my opinion, I'll say, would you like my opinion? And if you say no, I will take zero offense to that because you didn't want it and I ain't got to give it. That's less talking I got to do. Okay, we both win. Uh, so that's and I, a good session for me when a client just comes in and they're rattling off and they'll say, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you, I said, do you want me to say something? And they'll say, no, I just need to get this out. Cool. Cool. Like that's what you need for the hour. When friends call me and they're like, this thing happened. I'm like, what do you need? Would you like <laughs> my therapeutic advice, my friendship advice, or do you just want me to shut up and listen? And yep. they'll tell me exactly what they need. Yep. And we've had a couple conversations like that. Um, Sometimes you have to, you just need that, man. You just need to be like, oh, that felt good to say without judgment, without shame, without guilt. It just feels so good to do that. Um, Yes, 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 yes. It's funny because, you know, they say there's, there's plenty of fish in the sea, right? And so I think about if we are ships out on the sea, Mm. the relationship is the harbor. The relationship is that that safe place mm-hmm. where you can go and be anchored and and be with someone who's going to feed your soul, your spirit, you know? And then you can go back out to sea because you talk about your business ventures. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs, and we probably work more now than we ever worked when we were working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it took me a lot to realize if I want a man who's going to be enterprising and have his own and chase his I have to respect the fact, like, he's in a meeting right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to respect that we thought entrepreneurship was working for, working whenever we wanted to. Nah, that shit is working 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if you're going to give Eric, the blood. are you ready for me? Yes. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. I had a time to brainstorm, but yeah, I was just going to ask, um, what has been like the most challenging thing for you revolving sex therapy and counseling? That's a really good question. <laughs> Did you just Tiger yeah. Woods fist bump? <laughs> I need a drink. Yes. Oh, damn. That's a really good question. I think I think for me, especially what couples are concerned, is um, what we call discordant desire. 
Um, so a lot of times in the mainstream, you hear men want it all the time. Women don't want sex, right? And that is not 100% true. Sometimes it's the other way around. But really helping a partner to um, understand that it's not about the fact that they don't want you. It can be so many things. And my God, it is hard <laughs> pinpointing what exactly it is, right? You know, some people don't have sex and they're anxious. Some people, if they're stressed out, they can't have sex. And then other people are like, I need to have sex, but I have to, you know, relieve this stress or I need to be close to my partner. And I think the hardest part is taking away the shame, I think, that comes along with that. So if you have a partner who doesn't want to have sex as much, they feel like something's wrong with me. I'm broken. I literally get so many emails a week. I just want you to fix me. I just want you to... I'm broken. Like, tell me when this happened. And I have to say, you're you're not broken. You're functioning exactly the way you might need to function, right? Um, if I if you further niche niche down what I do, whatever the word is, I specifically work in the area of postpartum. And so, it was amazing to me to find out how many men lose their sex drive after a woman has had a baby. And we, society, we think it's got something to do with the way she looks. Nah, he loses sleep too. He ain't sleeping either. Because let me tell y'all, my husband was not a nighttime feeder, but if I had to be up, you had to be up. Mm. So, you know what I mean? So just making sure that um, couples understand that desire looks different. It's not going to always... Oh man, when we was in college, we used to sneak off and go and do it in the bathroom. Y'all ain't in college no more. Me and my husband work from home. We see each other, and I'm doing quote fingers uh, podcast land. We see each other 24 hours a day. But how much time do we actually have to be with each other? Not a whole lot. Because we have a toddler who's also at home, you know? So that's been the rough part for me. That balance. That ba- oh, that balance. Is that, something. You know, I got a client who don't even want me to say balance. Like she, like you say balance one more time. I'm coming through this. <laughs> So. I, you know what's funny that you know back to the subject of uh just discussions you should have like um that's a discussion I now have especially uh after you know that last podcast interview <laughs> with us I'm sorry hold up <laughs> I'm sorry I'm thinking about the 70s fro comment he made Oh, let me gather myself. Okay, out. so I'm not gonna lie, I didn't hear that one. But if you, if, if I think it's, you're going where I, it, so where you go. Okay, so Carl, not not Carl Van, um, owner of Platinum Treasures, um, <laughs> Carl the toy guy, was talking about having making sure you have the conversation with your partner about sex in general. Like, what is your sex drive typically like? do's and don'ts, what you like, what you don't like. Obviously, y'all going to explore each other and learn new things. Um, And me and my girlfriend had that talk as well. And I think it's important to have that talk because I've been in situations where... (laughs) I've been in situations where I thought it was going to be one way. And I... uh, What's the word? I adjusted my expectations. (laughs) 
But pivot. yeah, I pivoted. I said, okay. But then we started having sex. They wanted it like as much as I did, if not more sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd this come from? I like it. And then, <laughs> and then they started to feel guilty about premarital sex. Mm-hmm. So then it just stopped. So I'm Ooh. on this roll. I'm on this sexual, non-sexual roller coaster, and we're not married. Not I don't. Not that that makes a difference. It's your body. I can't do anything. If you say no, then that's that's it. Like that's it, it don't. Yeah. It ain't even a. <laughs> it ain't even a discussion. It's like nah. I'm not doing this no more. You yeah. staying? You staying with me or no? I was like, oh shit, that's a brick wall if I ever seen one. A tall one too. Um, and that's another thing I, I work with though. There's a lot of religious trauma. I work with married, mostly women, mm-hmm. married women who can't have sex with their husbands because the church does a really great job of telling you don't have sex until you get married, be a good wife, but they do a shitty job of telling you well, what happens when I get married? What happens? When I am a wife, how do I be a good wife? So, you know, I have people who struggle and they're not married because of, you know, religious indoctrination and people who struggle when they are married. So that, I think the thing to remember is this is all about seasons. I mean, there are going to be seasons and and trauma plays a role in it. Um, you didn't. You mentioned this, but didn't mention it. But like the seventies Bush thing. Can we talk about that for a second? If we're talking about pubic hair, let's talk about that for just a minute. Because this is a this is a sensitive subject for me. Okay. Is it? Um, it? It is. Okay. So that's not my situation currently. But uh, let me tell you why it is. It's a situation because trauma. Because trauma. Right? So let's say someone is a survivor of child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was prepubescent. So there's nothing there, right? And then you, grown-ass man who she loves and trusts, tells her, I don't fuck with girls with hair down there. How traumatic is that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Because now my body looks very similar to the way it did when this thing happened to me mm. that really hurt me. And guys, women, pubic hair is there as a safety measure for your body. It stops particles from getting where particles aren't supposed to be. Like, you need to have it. It's there, everything on your body. I can give you a scientific reason why you have it. It's the same reason you have eyelashes. And you wouldn't ask somebody to pluck out their eyelashes. So... Let's be mindful when we're asking these things of our partners because when we're communicating what we want and need, mm. we also have to think what's the benefit and what is the cost? Mm. And not what is it costing me not to get this thing? What is it costing my partner to give me this thing? Like a personal journey of mine, I did not wear lotion for a very long time. Mm. Why? Because my assailant, I don't know what to call him, that guy was like, I love the way you put on lotion. Oh, great. Then I'm going to be ashy. Mm, makes <laughs> sense. I will, never put on, I will never put on lotion again. When I tell you I had to be 26 
when I started putting on lotion again, and I'm soft and supple now. I'm soft and supple. Y'all don't play me. But I'm just saying, it took me a really long time to do that. If I couldn't do an in-shower moisturizer, I wasn't going to do it. Mm. So I don't know if that's where you was going with the 70s bush thing, but I felt the need to put it out there because some women are doing it as a protection for them. No, he actually... He he cracked a joke about um men actually men saying like how women won't go down on them but he's like yo and, and talking about hygiene he's like you got the seventies fro down there like you you know um I'm actually a fan of the hair um but <laughs> I'll just stop right there sorry Erica um oh you're 21 now so you you really about to <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I I mean I'm like this as long as it's clean. Um, and it doesn't get in the way of what I'm trying to do then, or what we're trying to do rather. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm not like a, Hey, you got to get rid of that. Like, (laughs) you want me to keep this? (laughs) I'm uncomfortable. Do what you want to do. I'm just telling you it's not a problem for me. Okay. Um, do what works. Exactly. Do what works for you. But hygiene is a must. Absolutely. He is a hundred percent correct. All right, I think I've weirded out Erica enough. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she owes me one more, though. I oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I go ahead. I got one. I got one. It's um, got to be juicy, too, or you're fired. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're on me. Nah, you're good. Uh, have you ever had, like, a couple where you just knew that they weren't compa- compatible? Like, they tried everything. All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's funny to me probably not so much to the, the couple because I, I let them know straight off that sometimes we come into session with I ask you what is your goal so sometimes your goal is I want to have more sex and I want him or her to want me you know what I mean they want that rip my clothes off passion And I tell them, great, so that's what we're going to work towards because the relationship is my client, not the individual person. And I will let them know that sometimes as we're talking, we will feel the goal shift. goal becomes, I want my partner to realize that I'm only going to have sex twice a month and that is non-negotiable. Like, this is where we're going to be. And so they have to understand that. I have assisted couples or guy couples, I'm not really sure how to say that, to amicably dissolving their relationships. I have helped look at alternative relationships. And so this includes polyamory, swingers, BDSM, um, like a, a plethora of things because Maybe love isn't the foundation of our relationship. Maybe security is. That's another thing. We have to be honest about why we are getting married. Um, so, yes, I have had part, uh, clients who are just not compatible and were not clear on why they were together in the first place and what they needed from the relationship. And I allow them to see that. Never have I ever been like, y'all just need to break up. <laughs> y'all just, I haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. There's been, I've been close. <laughs> like, I, y'all is, thank you for paying me, but I can't right now. Um, 
but yeah, they usually come to that conclusion on their own, and and it's a beautiful thing to see, even when they're dissolving their relationship. The fact that they've already decided, like, okay, maybe we won't be together, but we're gonna come back for next week's session so we figure out what that looks like, and it it's actually been an amazing thing to watch. So, yeah. Erica with the closing question. Oh, oh. She did good. Those are good questions. <laughs> yes. Well, Jessica, thank you so, 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 so much for your time and your knowledge and your experience. Can you tell the people where they can find you once again and where they can sign up? Absolutely. So if you go to EnvisionCounselingLLC.com, that's EnvisionCounselingLLC.com, uh, the first thing that will come up is the group. There is a questionnaire on the first page. Fill that out. Tell me why you want to be a part of the group, what you're seeking from the group. We'll set up a consult and we will do a conversation, like have a conversation about if you are right for the group. Uh, when I say that, people wonder, well, what could disqualify me from the group? I would say if you're having, like, a recent infidelity or a recent um, huge misunderstanding in your relationship and you're still at a point where I want to cuss my partner out, this isn't really the time for us to be talking about intimacy, but maybe we can talk about what it looks like to get into couples counseling. So do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Envision Counseling and on the TikToks at Controversy. The spelling is at the beginning of the podcast because that was a lot for me. Um, but thank y'all so much for having me. I, it's always a really good time. No problem. All of that information will be in the description. Um, we're going to actually post it on our Instagram page as well, FME underscore podcast. And, of course, in our Facebook group, From My Experience Podcast. We love to show support to our black business owners. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we're, 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 head, we're headed out here, you know. Um, and... Take care of yourselves, man. You know, it's 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 2021, you know. Uh, the the COVID cooties are still around. Uh, I'm going to encourage y'all to continue to mask up and wash your hands and wash your ass and be safe. Uh, <laughs> I have so much on my mind and I'm tired. Um, this was a great episode. I needed this. Thank you again, Jessica. Thank you again, Erica, for showing up and showing out and putting up with my foolishness. Yes. Um, happy birthday to you again, grown-ass woman over there. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, you know, you can support the show by shopping with our affiliates, following us, liking, subscribing, sharing. Do the same with Miss Jessica over there. Um, make sure you check out Envision Counseling. Check out her links. Get your and coloring book. Get you a coloring book. And even if it's not you that needs to be in a group, maybe you got a friend or a friend of a friend suggest someone recommend someone it might be just what they need so until next time ladies and gentlemen take care of yourselves physically mentally financially and we'll catch y'all next time peace